0: My name is Lachlan Quintana, and welcome to the Level Up Podcast. Today, we are here talking with some of my friends, David and Jake, from the band The Orphan the Poet, who have songs you may know, like Summer Days, Queen Cobra, and their newest release, The Moxie. They've been featured on MTV and have toured with big bands like The Score and The Unlikely Candidates. Today, we talk about what it's like being a musician and a poet, and how you should get out there and make some music of your own get your musical and poetical perspective on how you can take your creative to the next level. Welcome to the Level Up Podcast today. I am with David and Jake. David, please lead the way.
1: <laughs> what if, I, what if I, I, I introduce you, Jake, and you introduce me? That works but, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, hello everyone. I would like to introduce you to my friend, Jake. Um uh, He's an amazing person. He's a he's a handsome boy. He's one half of the band. Uh, I like to call it. Most people call him the orphan the poet. Uh, he plays the bass. He writes the songs. He sings some backups. He does it all. Uh, Jake Floyd.
2: Hi, I'm Jake. I want to introduce you to my friend David. He's an amazing person. He's a handsome boy. He's one half of. I said he's it. one half of just, what? Something most people call most the Orphan people. the Poet. He, cool. he sings the songs. He writes the songs. He is the person that everyone's cheering for on stage. Everyone, give it up for David from the Orphan the Poet. I'm just imagining like a backtrack of this. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so i can edit that in if we really wanted uh but alas i think let's go ahead and get started so uh if you guys remember a few years ago um i was coming into the concert venue uh with my camera just like cash asking if i can take some photos of the bands there being like hey guys can i take some photos and you guys let me take some photos um thank you guys by the way those yeah. are some of my like favorite photos that I've ever taken. They really have uh, helped me grow into the photographer I am today. So I wanted to start off with some appreciation just for that. Uh, it's really been... Great experience uh, being able to take those photos. Unfortunately, that first time I took photos of you guys, it was really hard to get photos because there was no, like, line or pit, I guess, uh, in between. So it was very difficult to, like, actually have to shove my way through the audience members. Uh, I felt kind of like a jerk the whole time.
1: Just like throwing elbows. Just... yeah
0: (laughs) yeah it was kind of kind of hard but hey i got some good photos and i was really happy but then the next time i got to take photos you guys uh that uh i think it was the larimer lounge i think was the first one and then the second one was the summit if i'm correct in denver um but yeah the summit had the the pit between so that was wonderful to actually be able to have that space and room to like actually get in there and move around and you know oh, yeah be, be flexible so that was a great start to our working relationship <laughs>
1: yeah, also also i think a good start to our working relationship was the summit also then we were just hanging out and drinking in the green room afterwards <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was that was a lot of fun that i did was, enjoy that
1: an, an amazing show if i if I yeah you recall. came in on
2: the on the last day of the tour so everyone yeah. was like already yeah. feeling good like in a party mode yeah. and the venue had got moved up to the bigger venue. So there was a That's lot of people right. there. The energy was good. That was, that was a all thing. around good that. Yeah, you do came, you, you came on re- a good day. Do you remember
0: what that first venue was? I don't remember. I was really happy um, when they moved it, but
2: still. Uh, the, the first venue that... What you shot us at, or what it was originally booked at, and then
0: what it was originally booked at because I love the summit, the summit's great so, for shooting. so it was actually,
2: if you remember that venue, um, the where like the merch was at mm. that venue. That's yeah. actually originally where the show was going to be. Our merch was like oh. up on a stage and oh. it sold out. It just sold out so fast that I gotcha. had to move it up to a larger. I end. totally
1: forgot about that part too. That's, Which that's is where the show was supposed like, to be. Yeah.
2: Cause the amount of people that ended up being at that show were like, they wouldn't have fit there. But, like,
0: sometimes that's a small, super small venue. So, yeah, yeah, I was glad we could get you guys to the bigger venue. I think that was a sold out show by the end of it all uh, as well. So, you know, great concert experience. Everyone, whenever concerts come back to the world, uh, I will be remiss if you miss them uh, in concert because you guys put on a great show. So, kudos kudos to that.
1: Was that the show or is this a different show? I might be (laughs) conflating the shows. Is that the show where I ripped the crotch of my pants? Please, I, I always, need to hear. I, I need
2: always. to hear more about this, please. It might have been. I think it was. I, have, how many times have you ripped your crotch? Your <laughs> 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 our show it's a
1: weakened crotch. I don't know, man. <laughs> okay. I, I don't know. I thought it was that show. I we need good. to anyway. teach our
2: tour manager how to sew. That's going to save us a lot of uh, yeah, a lot of time on tours. He got oh, the paint hey, he stands out, out for me, but. David,
0: you're the one that's buying specialty yellow, like yellow suits and pants yellow, and yellow get ups, seats, you know. Yes. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> so it's like, so it's like, that's the thing. It's I'm already in like a very niche textile market. And so when I'm like shredding in them, it's like, you know, come on.
0: It makes sense. It works out. Uh, so, yeah. So to get the podcast continuing on beyond uh, showcasing the fact that I took photos of you guys. And I, right. I think I did a pretty good job at that. So, oh, yeah, for sure. you know, aside from that. Um, you know, I would love to know uh, how many podcasts have you guys done before? Because this is kind of my third season going into this podcast concept idea. We're adding video really more fully now because, you know, hey, Zoom is everyone's life these days. So, hey, let's give that a go. Um, also, you're not in Colorado. So this is a great thing to be able to do right now, uh, considering totally. you're not physically here. Uh, yeah. But I'd love to know how many podcasts you've kind of gotten onto, and if this is like a uh, you know, one of the top three or anything like that.
1: Top one of my night. I tell you what, Ooh, this is the top yeah. pod, top podcast I've done tonight. Yeah, uh, that's great. <laughs> but, but yeah, like like we've done a handful. And I think the thing, like Jake and I are like like avid podcast listeners. So like oh, anytime yeah. we get to like do any of this, we're always just like, yes,
2: you know. Totally. yeah, solid. Um, Where we definitely listen to more than we've done, but that's yeah. Yeah. Being on tour and five six seven hour drives you have to have something to yeah
0: that is true god podcasts are really great for those long hour drives we had to take a drive out to illinois for my fiance's uh parents and it was all podcast the whole way like you know you listen yeah, to music yeah. like for certain dro- parts of the drive but like when you start to get tired and start to drone out you know you need that podcast type of thing yeah so what part of okay. it?
1: uh illinois
0: uh we were going to rockford actually
2: rockford okay okay it's where yeah, rockford uh, so uh, comedian, like an hour natasha out of chicago leggero is from got it. That's okay. weird. who's that's from natasha leggero the comedian
0: she's from oh i was gonna California. say i do know not know, I know that, that. <laughs>
2: but i'm not even <laughs> i've heard of that city before and that's that's the only reason why
0: <laughs> yeah the uh the only thing i'm familiar about uh rockford illinois is the fact that it is or it was the number one crime capital in the country <laughs> what?
2: Oh, there you go. yeah there
0: you apparently go. it was where all the gangsters moved after they got forced out of chicago oh.
2: Oh, so, oh okay, so it's like organic very crime. cool. That's, yeah. that's
0: wild. You know, get like more the classy gangster type of crime though, you know, the okay. ones that were like alcohol is cool like, and everyone like, needs it.
1: Like racketeering, laundry, yeah. oh, yeah. all like the oh, the juicy stuff. Yeah.
0: yeah, all the fun stuff, you know, those good um untouchables movies types of crime <laughs> Oh <okay. laughs> yes. Yes. great movies, by the way. Yes. Uh sweet. Uh,
2: A lot so, lot of Tommy guns.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, t- guys, I I know I'm really bad, and I can cut around this as well. I'm really bad at kind of doing these kind of transitions between topics yeah. and things like oh, that. Yeah. So, Go this is it. something I'm gonna kind of totally cut and kind of fuck with. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, pardon me, my friend. Believe it, yeah. Who cares? But, uh, yeah. Keep so, it raw, baby. Right now, it's gonna be kind of about leading into that musical inspiration and how you guys start got started making music. Because I'm really curious, uh, kind of how that whole process started. You know, if somebody. Was just in high school, and they were like, Hey, you know, I'm really digging this music class, or Hey, I had a piano teacher when I was a kid, and just like they changed my life, or something like that. I would love to hear where you guys got started in music and what really inspires you then, and what now inspires you if it's not the same thing.
1: Jake, do you, do you remember when you wrote your
2: first song? I do. Oh, really? Is, yeah, is it? I can. Uh, well, first of all, I was big into writing in like seventh grade um, when I joined my first band i.e., um, me and my friend decided we are having a band <laughs> he it, that's, he it's always it. the way he's like we're a band like, yeah he had a drum set and we both loved Blink-182 and I was my birthday um, but I found out we had to in seventh grade for our English class every Thursday we had to spend an hour writing and it was just like journal, like you had to fill up a whole page. Um, so you wrote a song? No, so so like yeah. So like my workaround was like I didn't want to write like a full page every Thursday, and I asked if I could write poems or songs to shorten because it's just because it's a line, a line, a line, a line, a line. You have to use like three, and I could repeat choruses like- <laughs> and. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you were copying, and it.
2: and so and so. Me and my best friend Caleb uh, decided that that's where we started our band, and would write songs every day. All right, <laughs> that's awesome, class. Huh? I, that's they awesome. they I, they didn't even fully form into melodies. It was just like lyrics at that point.
1: That's fine. That's that's what yeah. is you know
2: lyrics first, man. Yeah, totally. What that's... about you? I don't know your answer.
1: Okay, so the first song I wrote, uh, I don't think. I had tried to to play an instrument so like i tried to play piano when i was like nine nine years old i took like lessons and it was like a big debacle i never practiced it was it was a bad experience um but i think the first song i wrote it was more so just like a verse of a song i don't think it was a chorus but it was for a like a a project in fifth grade i wrote a song or a short verse about the underground railroad interesting and, and that was yeah, and also i still remember it i'm just like man that was pretty good for a fifth grader like it wasn't like this the catchiest thing but i was just like you know miss mr schloop my my teacher he gave me an a so like that was like my first my first dabbling at the at the, the lyrical <laughs>
0: um valid yeah. yeah i don't think i ever had any uh dabbles into the lyrical world i think you know i do i am a poet by the way so oh, yeah that is yeah. one thing one other reason i vibe with you guys so well because i'm like yes i am i am a poet and yeah. i work and take photos of orphan the poet <laughs> i do a good job <laughs> it's,
1: a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a whole yeah. ecosystem
0: <laughs> but yeah i think uh you know initially i think i definitely started off with like some of my creative vibes uh doing some poetry um i remember in seventh grade i did a very it was a very short-lived time of rhyming schemes where I was writing very scary to my teachers types of poems because it was about oh. hobos that had dark, dark endings. Basically, they oh, were hobos. Oh, wow, they were, they, they were okay. hobos that just had tragic deaths. Really, and it was like, oh, what wow. am I doing with my life? Yeah, <laughs> it okay. was like Bob the Hobo went out to die doing something stupid. Also, like <laughs> it,
1: that- just. That that like age group. That's when like te- like the teachers are like, oh, should I be worried about this, or is it just like, is he just being edgy? Is he trying to impress somebody? Oh, you know what yeah. I mean? Like,
0: <laughs> I was laughing like crazy at the time, so I I do remember. Like, I was not even like depressed or anything like that. I was just like, (laughs) just loving how much like the rhyme scheme was just making me laugh and everything like that. But also in seventh grade as well, uh, I was uh, introduced to guitar class. And at that time, uh, I determined I was not built for guitar. <laughs> um, mostly because I just didn't have the patience to learn like the chords and everything. So, you know, I, I wanted to, like, I still love guitar music and music is still like my biggest thing in my life. Like every day, like I was jamming out to you guys before, uh, oh. hopping on the podcast just to be like, yeah, I got to get in the mood, you know, get in the vibe, sure. you know, be good. <laughs> um, but, uh, with that, you know, uh, I just couldn't like get into the, reading the notes anything like that just wasn't my my thing i guess so you know music's still big to me but that was just something i couldn't do uh creatively i don't know it just uh wasn't there yeah, yeah. But.
1: That is, that's the same way like when i like tried like i tried a few different instruments before like before landing on guitar and being like oh i can actually play this but like i tried the piano thing where like it's really like i'd say like like when, when i was little like trying piano to like really do it it was like the classic like you go take piano lessons from some like old lady in a church and she teaches you how to play mary had a little lamb and you're supposed to really take it seriously but i was like what the fuck is this this is not good <laughs> like i don't want to play mary had a little lamb oh. i don't want to play hot cross buns like i want to freaking rock and yeah. you know it took a couple stabs like i did that i played uh i played trumpet for like half a school year and like the school band in, like sixth grade or something i was like this sucks too but uh, I play, when I when I played when I finally picked up guitar, well, here's the thing: I was scared to ask my parents because I was like, "Shit!" I already asked if I could play piano, and I quit that. I already asked if I could play trumpet, and I quit that. Ugh! And I was like, I, I think I need to play guitar, but I was like, I was like, I was so timid. Um, I finally got like got the nerve to ask, and I think I thought I was doing like pretty well. I was learning some songs, like the chords and stuff. And the the moment that solidified that I will. One hundred percent. I don't like play guitar, or like I will, I will, I will devote myself to this. I was in seventh grade, and my music teacher, she knew that I played guitar, and she's like, "Oh, we have this choir concert coming up. Could you play the guitar part for this?" Like stupid choir song like absolutely of course i mean it was like literally it was like literally just some whatever and i remember being like playing in like the little orchestra pit or whatever just like playing it's literally like blink 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 it's like the dumbest thing in it ever but anyway but once the song was over i remember being like huh, i did a good a good job and i looked up and this was a middle school choir concert so there was the seventh grade which i was in but also the eighth grade and I remember all of the eighth grade girls were just standing around the pit looking at me. I was just like, I will never put down this guitar ever oh, because, because that's the first time I was just like, oh, those, those girls are a year older than me and they like me or they think that I'm cool. So it's like immediately, immediately I was like this, this, if this is, 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 my token to like, or my, my, my ticket to, to like Coolville. I will I will ride that the whole like forever (laughs) and I still am riding it like that's absolutely the only way I'll like trick people into thinking I'm cool is like I I could play guitar yeah Yeah. (laughs) anyway that's a that's a long about like a a long (laughs) roundabout way to say that's why I got started in music because of eighth grade girls (laughs) I I think that's a
0: yeah i think that's solid that's a solid start to um honestly just getting inspired into going to the music period so that's that's fantastic i know like you know i started a lot of my creativity in seventh and eighth grade and it's like, you know it's that's like just, pivotal right yeah, yeah totally like you know i was over there writing poems about hobos dying you know i thought that was just <laughs> the direction i would go but now hey i got a 400 plus page book going right now of just oh, poetry yeah. so like i think i'm off to a good start with that so Hell, let's keep yeah. going with all yeah, that stuff. for
2: sure I love it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, um, so one thing I'm really curious about, and I don't think I've actually ever asked because I wouldn't want to be that. That fanboy, you know, (laughs) at the concert, just being like, hey guys, let me let me ask all the questions and make sure we're, you know, fanboying out just enough, (laughs) but not too much to scare you guys away. Right. That type of thing. Yeah, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I really am curious, uh, where did the name The Orphan the Poet come from? I I love it and you know the poet's in there for me. So, you know, hey, like
1: you being the poet, you wanna know. You wanna know I've I've had this scheme to like make up a a different answer for this every time someone asks us because I mean it is like like we kind of like got ourselves into this like like if our name was like just like I don't know the bucket like no one would care about that but we have How like how'd get of, the
2: name the bucket
1: exactly or like <laughs> you know what I mean or like if it's just like you know what I mean like but the fact <laughs> <is, laughs> like, yes yeah. hey how'd you guys get the name the bucket. <laughs> but because you have such a like what the hell's that mean um yeah. but long, long long story short it was i it was named after a friend of mine i had growing up uh who is kind of like a i don't know i, I would say a roller coaster of a uh, of a childhood story and uh she actually i think she was the first person who i, I think she was the one it's like she told me that i want to go be a writer and And I was like, that's really cool. That's really brave. Like she wanted to go write books and whatever. And she went off like, like I grew up in this really small town. And so it was always like, we all had big aspirations of like, what we're going to do when we all get out of our small hometown. And she was like, I'm going to go be an author. I'm moving to New York or Chicago and I'm going to be this thing. i was like, that's so fucking cool. And she had, she'd had such just like a, you know, a rocky start to her life. I'm just like, man, that's really cool. It's really, really inspiring. And so like, I don't know, like I, whenever we, it came time to, to, to make the band, we were kind of like digging through like our, you know, our kind of like first inspirations and things like that. And that had always stuck with me. So like we landed on that. Um, and it's been, it's, it's like, that's the thing. It's like, it's like an interesting enough name that I'm like, what the hell does that mean? You know, totally. rather than the bucket or whatever it could, you know what I mean? <laughs> or whatever it could be. So, so it's, um, so yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was we got it from a friend of mine I had growing up.
0: I like that. No, that's that's a great story. Um, I think that's important to kind of know that the the band name itself comes from like some really good, well, well. Well dug roots, you know, right. um, something right. that's not just like, oh, hey, I saw something <laughs> driving down the street one time. I was like, oh yeah, that seems like a real band name. I saw a bucket driving
2: uh, down
1: yeah. the street. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know
2: why yeah, I said the bucket. He doesn't I around. we'll start a side project right now. David called the bucket.
0: No, it's just another EP. It's perfect. You guys yeah. got it covered for the next I album. Heard, I
2: heard this um, story once that when fallout Boy was getting like more popular they would on off days of tour show up at random like vfw hall like hardcore shows and play under like pseudonyms like somewhere deep on the internet there's like this big list of like the band names that fallout boy would use oh that's hilarious. similar similar to like when like celebrities like check at hotels and they leave a different name they would yeah. like play under a different name just play like their normal fallout boy set but they would just show up in these random small towns and play like vfw hall shows like crash vfw hall shows that are already already happening that's
0: That's crazy that that is pretty cool um if if you guys see the
2: bucket come into a town (laughs) fear you no
0: second yeah i I don't know if you guys are gonna get much marketing done with the bucket name i mean maybe but like well
2: maybe that's the point uh, i think that's the point we got to keep it covert
0: that's valid okay all right um (laughs) Uh, the bucket <laughs> okay um so uh, another thing so clearly the bucket has inspired you guys lately um with uh music creation um how many how many songs have you released uh just this year in 2021 so far i'm kind of curious the exact number oh,
2: three three released
0: oh shit that's actually a really good number uh 2020 specifically though let's, let's oh tw-
2: oh sorry 20 oh sorry three in 2020 Okay. Three in 2020, one this year. Yeah. I was thinking just within the last year.
0: Okay, cool. Uh, So I'm really curious, what was it like uh, for you guys? Cause I'm really getting a lot of people's different perspectives on this now. Kind of what it was like being a creative in 2021 with, you know, the closures and everything, you know, just sucking ass. (laughs) Um, So I'd love to know kind of what that experience was like for you. Um, I heard a little bit from Jake uh, over the last year, but, you know, I'd love to hear more about your creative process and kind of how that struggled. Cause I, I definitely know for a fact, mine definitely struggled and, you know, it had its ups and downs, but you know, I'm, I'm here now still doing what I'm doing. So got through apparently, but yeah, I'd love to hear you guys' process and kind of what that was like, uh, going for you guys.
1: Well, I definitely think the past year, like, I think, I think the past year immediately was like, Oh fuck. Like, what the hell are we going to do? But, like, I think we are one of the lucky bands, um, because pretty immediately when the whole world was shutting down and, you know, us being creatives were like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how this kind of fits in with us still staying productive, uh, almost immediately. Um, we, um, were lucky enough to have some time scheduled with our good friend, Matt Squire, our producer, songwriter, co-collaborator, um. Love him, um, and he turned us on to writing literally like this, literally via Zoom. We'd never heard of it before, we'd never done it before. Jake, I think that was like within like the first couple of weeks of oh, things yeah, shut down, media, right? It was yeah. like immediate, you know. Um, so like that, so that 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 was really nice because one, um, for anyone who doesn't know, I, I'm, I'm sure we already said this, but we're from Columbus, Ohio, which is like Midwest, mid, middle of the country, and usually, uh, you know, in non-pandemic, non-COVID times, it's like you either have to go to the West Coast or the East Coast or, you know, sometimes a little bit of Nashville, but those are like the music hubs. So we were always kind of like the oddballs out, being like, oh, they're up in Ohio. So we always had to do a lot of travel, um, which was like fine, but that just adds an extra layer of like, you know, logistics. Oh, well, we want to go right with this person or work with this producer. So we're always just like doing that. But as soon as we figured out that Zoom was not only a thing that we were comfortable with, but everyone else was comfortable writing. Um, it immediately opened up so many doors, so many opportunities, um, and I think that was one of the biggest silver linings for us in the past year.
2: Would you say, yeah, Jake? Totally. And it's honestly, it's opened up some some doors to people that we maybe wouldn't have been able to work with in the past, oh. via just like scheduling, or you know, like normally we will go out to Los Angeles for a week or two weeks or whatever, and like. Try to schedule as many. Our managers will try to schedule as many writing sessions. But you know, if someone's not available in that week that we would write with, then that's it. But like, it's like we're now. Kind of yeah, now like we could get a call right now and be working with someone tomorrow, all the way across the country, or sometimes in another country mm-hmm. tomorrow. Like it's it's so easy, and you know, there's not flying somewhere and getting a hotel and. I don't know. It's just it's awesome.
1: This is this is like one of the the parallels that like a lot of times our experiences as creatives or you know specifically musicians in a band, like songwriters in a band, that like our experience is sometimes kind of in its own world compared to like normal. I would say more normal like um, work life. But, like, the same way that all the country went through – or I would say not all, but most of the country went through this shift of, like, oh, shit, people don't need to come into the office anymore. We went through that same shift of, like, oh, we don't have to go to the studio for everything. And you know what I mean? It's like we can – like, this whole remote thing didn't just affect corporate America. It actually affected creative America a lot, too, <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'll even say, too, you know, like my <clears> – <throat> Pardon me. Uh, my creative career has been very interesting considering, you know, I do go to events and take a lot of event fo- uh, photos all over the place, uh, whether it be for like corporate events or, you know, musician events like you guys, um, a bunch of different things. But, You know, with the pretty much every event being canceled in 2020, um, I kind of was uh, out of the job in that regard. So that that kind of sucked. But then, you know, design decided to pick up, and I was selling a bunch of designs because I could, you know, meet with people over Zoom. um, I actually got clients that I didn't think I could get uh, just because I was meeting over Zoom. um, So that was what was great. You know, I, you know, I sure I wasn't doing the photos and you know being intimate and close up and you know taking that stuff like I normally would be, but you know working those um design projects those are another thing i'm passionate about so hey it was a lot of fun and i enjoyed it so yeah absolutely you know 2020 is a piece of shit but (laughs) you know (laughs) at the same time
2: i'd be out of it one of one of the things that has been interesting to just look back on the past year is that like being a creative on aside from just a musician or playing in a band or songwriter or whatever being a creative in general is such a a unique job that like one thing all of us share is like a will are like a need to adapt and you know if 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 we were all working corporate jobs and it's like well you got to work over zoom now it's like okay i don't give i don't give a shit just clock in clock out but like there's like almost an innate need to keep doing what we feel like we need to do mm, and yeah. you know when the whole world shuts down it's just like okay well let's figure it out and that's been even on top of that just like been a big sentiment of just being in a band and traveling around it's like oh well if something happens that fucks up your day you just got to figure it out and keep going and it's because you need to go to the show you need to you need to play that night or you need to write the song or finish this or finish that like yeah it all it all yeah it's just adapting
0: yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm, I'm really kind of curious. So you guys said managers as pl- in plural, uh, just a minute ago, saying you guys uh, talk to your various managers. And I'm kind of curious, because um, I've heard from uh, Jake in the past, I don't know if something's changed since, but I thought you guys were unmanaged, if I am correct um oh, no, as a we, band like we, officially unmanaged we, i don't know
1: no, we we thought had a manager. for a bit okay okay yeah. maybe
0: i mean i, I think i misheard then. that's what you're asking don't have about. a label that's it yeah. okay pardon yeah. pardon my miss no,
1: that's speaking. that's totally fine honestly it's like i think there's like so many just like personnel categories it's just kind of like it's kind of a blur and yeah. it's, it's yeah. sometimes like um, on our end yeah exactly like what, what are you doing you know exactly yeah. exactly but no we yeah we we have a we have a few man, uh managers um as far as just like kind of we have a, a a good team that really helps us out in a lot of
0: ways so gotcha so what what in that instance so you know what does having a label like officially what would they what would that mean for you guys as a as a band collectively you know would it be more beneficial to have a label or more detrimental to your guys' music uh creation process i'm kind of
1: curious that's a uh, good question think? i feel like i feel like i mean like you you've heard everything on this it's like it runs a spectrum as far as like oh you you have hear you'll hear artists say that being signed to this label was the best thing that ever happened to me but then you'll hear the exact opposite that is like being signed to this label was literally the worst thing that ever happened to me and so like it's a it's it's a spectrum and i don't know that's a question you need like ask yourselves like we i think we're pretty well one we are we're very proud of the work we do um being an independent band albeit with management you know with an agent with with, with attorneys we do have we still have a big support team um yeah. but we are very very proud at the uh the work we have accomplished but like i'd be lying if i said oh i would be curious to entertain like what adding another person to to the team or another company to the team would mean you know i think we're just open yeah totally
0: Yeah. And that makes sense. Um, great. Uh, shoot. Um, cool. Okay. I got something fixed. Um, Sorry, sorry
1: i'm about crunching that. Too, too i'm like biting ice over here i'm sorry
0: but- i actually didn't even hear it so that's oh, actually really good, yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> um so let's see let's I'm sorry i got it actually because this this season is different a little bit different because i'm actually actually had questions i usually try to just kind of go with the flow and kind of see what the word, word, that's, that's what i'm doing
1: again
0: it's totally fine and it's working out so <laughs> i'm feeling really good um let's see um Ooh. Okay. So this is one that actually popped up from uh, a friend of mine who actually sends out, um, uh, he has an, an app. He, um, Gives you topics for your podcast specifically. Um, he's a really cool guy. Um, I haven't actually met him, but he's—I I call him a friend just because we uh, started out on our podcasting platform together. Um, so yeah. we we're kind of like you know in in the loop if with you if you will uh, through this whole podcasting uh, platform beginning. Uh, so it was kind of a lot of fun, but uh, yeah. So he basically has an app that has questions for you to ask for your podcast, and one of those questions I pulled. So here we go with That's that. Cool. Uh, so this is a tell us a common myth or um actually no so it's tell us some, <laughs> tell us some common myths or the music are about the music industry and your opinion on them that was a very shitty way of saying that <laughs> but okay, no, please i'm, I'm very it. curious what you guys might have to say about some of that
2: um well to to like kind of keep going with what we were just talking about like i think one of the common myths is that that you can't do something on your own like mm. The, the biggest i think like when i talk to especially bands that'll their artists that'll hit us up and be like oh how'd you do this or how'd you do that like there's a lot of time when you're younger that that are just starting out or whatever um or even establish that you think you need oh i need this to happen in order to get that to happen i need i need this big record label to do this or if i only had this then i could do all that like there's a lot of like i don't know it's almost like conditional thinking that I need mm-hmm. this to happen in order for that to happen. And like one thing that I think has been like, I don't know, the, the like a blessing in David and I working together is that we're just like, well, like we know what we want to happen. And like, let's just work really hard and see if we can make something happen and then see what, see what it is and try, yeah. try really hard. is basically yeah. what it comes down to. And even to um, like, to like, to like
1: build on that, I think another thing, this is not like a myth that is specific to like music, but I think it's like, it's it's something you've heard and we have found the exact opposite to to be true. That like whole like nice guys fin- finish last mentality where like everything that Jake just said is true. Yeah. You know, we've worked hard, but like also just like being friends and with this being a good hang with everyone we meet has opened so many doors for us. This literally being good people is something we strive for and that's only yeah. helped us amplify working really hard by just like being genuinely or trying to be
2: genuinely good people yeah but partially just like us growing up in ohio or still living in ohio like we but meet it's, it's, people that are that from mentality like, man yeah well like, like you know i don't know we've all met those like guys that walk into a party and immediately you can tell that they think they're too cool to be there and yeah i don't know we just want to have a good time and (laughs) whether it's whether it's us and some famous rock star hanging out or us and the like bartender in tupelo mississippi hanging out like we're just trying to have a good time no matter where we are so that is so true
0: Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. And, you know, I think that probably is a reason you guys were so welcoming to me, um, you know, that first time I met you guys. Um, Again, you know, it was just a fantastic experience to be able to just message a, a band. I think I messaged, I don't remember the first time if I messaged the score or you guys but either way I got a hold of somebody that was at the show and you know either way I just messaged and I was like hey can I come shoot pictures and like oh yeah come on down let's let's get some pictures <laughs> and Morris. then I think I think you guys were there and then boom you got I was like hey is it cool if I take pictures of you too and you're like hey yeah hell let's do this <laughs> oh, so you know it was a lot of fun especially getting some of those like behind the scenes um you know settings uh that were not just of the show you know guys in the back and doing all the s- prep for for the show and then tear down stuff like that yeah, you know probably. it's the little things you know that make it
2: a better yeah. experience like I also love those, that, like yeah the behind the scenes i think we were about to say the same thing i was gonna say like I mean, it's, it's, it's
1: always like it's like that stuff that like i like
2: also literally before
1: we jumped on this i was gonna say Jake, you'll, you'll appreciate this. I was watching some old, like behind the scenes tour footage of like, uh, like some like the old, do you remember the blank One Eight Two I popped di- disaster tour? oh my gosh i think it was on my youtube suggested too Dude, also we were yeah. probably both on the bands or whatever yeah. so i was like i'll, I'll watch this like literally yeah. before this popped on I was, I was just watching like old behind the scenes stuff so that, and I that's kind of to so. to yeah. to your point that's like the interesting stuff that like it's not the vantage point of just the stage it's like what's behind the stage the prep before the
2: stage all that all stuff the people working yeah i love yeah. that stuff
0: Well, because it's nice to know, too, you know, the bands who listen to you, you really do want to know that they're everyday people. You know, they're not these like, sure, they might be musically superstars, if you will, um, and have millions of adoring fans and stuff like that. But hey, they are people, they have emotions, they have everyday problems, maybe less monetary problems, but, (laughs) you know, they still have everyday problems, you know, like they have breakups they have you know taxes that are due they have uh allergies know, allergies yeah <laughs> you know dogs that shit on the lawn when they shouldn't have oh, <laughs> stuff like
2: that oh, and yes. even even beyond that too i mean just with it within the last year us being just fans of larger larger artists the Billie eilish documentary came out i don't know if you guys have seen that i watched that and, yeah uh, and on top of that the free britney documentary came out and i heard about Dude, that one like that, that was like wild you know, we talk about these celebrities. Maybe they don't have. Oh, he's frozen. We oh, lost him. Person. Oh, hello, hello. We lost you for Am a second. Am I back? Am I back? back. Okay. Um, I was saying these these celebrities might not have monetary problems specifically, but like, man, you like twenty people trying to take your photo, and you're just trying to get out of your car to go into like a Starbucks or something like yeah. that, uh, unapologetically yeah. too. Just like, yeah, no, like. I wouldn't want that. And like, I hate the mentality of, Oh, that's what you signed up for. Cause like, no, we as artists signed up to make art and that's what we no. want want to do. Yeah. To perform like, I don't know.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's actually, there's a really good, and I'm sorry if I'm like talking out of reference here, but there's a good example of that, uh, in actually Falcon and the winter soldier. Uh, if you guys are keeping up on any of those, I'm oh, not sure if you guys are right now. Yes, it's great. But you know, he's over there, you know, applying for a bank loan, right? and he's the Falcon, but he's over there like getting the fact that he's the Falcon more than anything, and this guy's over here unapologetically just like asking, like, hey, can you get a selfie of you doing the wing thing? And they're just like, oh, Damn, oh yeah. really? He, he's literally saved the world how many times, and you, you good sir, are a bank manager. What have you done <laughs> except hurt people's lives? <laughs> you
2: <Yeah. laughs> good sir. So, exactly.
0: I, I don't know. It's just interesting to see um, kind of that same, you know, <laughs> mentality that you know people just like put them on a pedestal that they don't need to be on even though like some want to be on that pedestal but you know they don't necessarily have to be and you know i think that's one of the big uh caveats about you know fame and fortune if you will of you don't have to be i don't know everything yeah totally <laughs> so absolutely um i'm kind of curious if you guys were to meet one of those famous people uh such as Brittany. i mean that might be a little bit of a different situation <laughs> uh i'm kind of curious who would you want to tour with uh if you were going to tour with like one of those big superstars Ooh. let me see who would
1: i want to tour with
2: I think my answer is easy. (laughs) Like the, I mean, we were just talking about them, but like, there are certain things that, you know, a lot of times, and especially more recently, like thinking about, uh, things that have been happening for our band. Like it's easy to get caught up in, um, the everyday, like, Oh, we, but now we got to do this and now we got to do that. But then like to look back and say, Oh man, if like seventh, seventh grade, jake and david were to like say oh you're on the radio are you doing this or doing that like we'd say that's insane yeah. so like touring with a band like metallica. Oh, every day yeah. oh yeah okay. <laughs> metallica either yeah. like you know i love that would be i mean a dream that'd be awesome yeah
0: I would want to hear you guys do, like, a cool symphony combination, too, like Metallica's done. Oh, yes. I I loved that
1: when it came out. I was like, oh, that's very
0: cool. Well, I remember, like, early, like, as a kid, you know, my dad got me into Metallica, and I was, like, totally digging, like, uh, I don't remember. You know, the the Black Album, right? The one with the snake on the bottom? Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, I know the album. I just don't remember the name of the album. (laughs) It's
1: called the Black
0: Album. (laughs) Yeah. Is it called the Black Album? It is the Black Black Album. Album shit then i got it right great i'm great <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah they did that symphony one that was basically that album but with the symphony accompaniment and, and oh that was just beautiful i, I loved God, every I loved little it. bit of that
1: i loved it also was it called S M as in i symphony think it was and metallica yeah I never <laughs> like knew that. That. I, like, i'm not sure if that's what it meant but i'm almost positive oh <laughs> uh, that's great classic <laughs>
0: See so guys, this is why we get along. Mostly because we you know we get the same music chase, yeah, you know, exactly. things like that. It works out. Um, works so out. yeah, okay, so let's let's like let's put it you guys into like a fake situation here. So you're touring um nationwide with Metallica. What is it <laughs> what is it like? What besides Metallica, I guess being attached? <laughs> What is, it, what is it like doing nationwide tours? Because, you know, you, you guys met me here in Colorado, uh, and you guys are from Ohio. Um, you know, I'm really curious what that, um, you know, getting really just out of your initial state, what that whole process and experience was like for you guys.
1: Man, touring is such a thing. Jake, are, are you yeah. frozen are you there? Okay, no, I, I'm just standing still. still. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> saying, yeah, keep moving so I don't yeah. – just like just have like a, a wave <laughs> to you. Uh, My internet's
2: awful. We'll I,
1: I think <laughs> – <laughs> um, this is this is like a prelude to to my answer. I just think, Jake, would you say just like touring in general is just such a like an interesting like endeavor? You know what I mean? Oh, it's, it's super
2: like, hard to accumulate like explaining touring to like anyone that has is not involved in music at all is it's very hard. Yeah, to, because explain. because the,
1: like there's always like there's like the piece of like. It's almost like that meme, you know, where it's like, what, like what my parents think I do, what my friends think, I, you know. It's like that, and it's so like like so like everyone has that like concept of like touring is this, and yeah. like I'm sure, honestly, probably what I think most people think it's like. That's probably like the best show of the tour is like that. There's like a handful of shows that are just bananas. It's like that Denver show that we were all hanging out at, like where it just like sold out, hundreds of people lots of alcohol people hanging out backstage it's a party but like that at least for us is like only one of the experiences
2: we have what are some of the other experiences we have Jake? uh well i would say like i don't know what you're saying i think like what most people think touring is like it is it's probably more work than people actually think because they think we just show up five minutes before we go on stage play and then leave or drink or whatever and it's also probably more fun than people think only because like at least in our crew and because like I don't know when we get asked like what what's the craziest that what's the funniest thing to happen on tour what's the craziest thing like the, the hardest times we laughed are very like stupid like very specific situations that are hard it's like always a you-had-to-be-there moment.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah. Definitely, like, touring for us, we have, like, a very tight-knit group of people who travel with us and play with us. And, like, and I'm sure this is the same way on every tour, but it's, like, or at least I hope it is. Like, you, you almost develop your own vernacular just, like, slang and jokes you say on tour and just very specific that it's just like it's just that tight-knit brotherhood type thing so for us it's like i don't know touring is, is like all good vibes it's all just like deepening just like a brotherhood or you know sisterhood whatever whoever's out with this. Um you
0: guys got traveling pants and everything right yes <laughs> <that> perfect. <laughs>
1: Wait, take I, also, the I know, I know, but then uh, we have to have my traveling pants yeah. so, for the crotches um, but yeah, I don't know, yeah, tour, tour is just such an interesting thing to like quantify um, I think it's both some of my best days and some of my, my worst days like I definitely feel an added level of like stress and pressure whereas like for instance today, I'm at home, I woke up with a little, just a <clears throat> oh, I'm a little, <clears throat> you know, just a little, little frog in my throat today i don't care if this would happen and we're in des moines iowa or wherever i'm just like oh my god am i sick oh my god okay i gotta drink three three gallons of water i need to take it to take to take my temperature i need to make sure i'm hydrated but i can't like think about talk. it too much yeah yeah i can't talk but if i get too worried about it the stress will actually compound it so i need to relax relax stay, but also like don't relax too much because you need to be on top. so it's like you know what i mean for me there's a bit of a head game where i'm just like I try not to worry but i still do worry so like so like that's just like a like a level of i don't know management or maintenance that like i definitely feel the pressure of on tour um but on the days where like oh i'm feeling great and we just put on a great show and i thought i sounded good and i you know i was you know i thought i was i was you know i put on a good show like those are those are those are that like the probably the highest points i can have as a as a musician
0: Absolutely. No, I think that's um that's that's a great um experience. Um I think, you know, that's the same kind of goes for me in regard to like some of my design processes, you know, too. Um like some of it, you know, I'm really like getting into it and loving the designs. And then you present it to the client and then they're like, Oh, this is not what we wanted. We we hate this. This is horrible. We hate this. No. (laughs) I I have heard it before and it sucks. I know. It sucks so badly. And you're just like, I put (laughs) so much effort. I really like this is like
1: I thought
0: this was really good. <laughs> like damn. <laughs> yeah, so you know, I completely get it cuz you know, you're over there, you know, in the, the your instance, you know, you're you're trying to perform, you know, every every other night or something like that, and you get that sore throat. I completely understand. You know, it's like over here um, you know, like in my instance, like I actually had a time Um, where I was able, not able to use my right hand entirely, like just lost all complete feeling in my right hand Uh, and that's my designing hand. So I'm over here like, uh, Oh crap, no feeling. This is no fun.
1: (laughs) Was it just like a pinched
0: nerve or something? uh, No, I wish. So I actually have a lot of other health problems that I guess we're bringing up in the podcast. (laughs) But uh, no, I have have multiple sclerosis. It's a fun word. I didn't know that. But yeah, you know, that's something like I actually just couldn't move the entire right side of my body at one point in time. And I was scared shitless because I thought I was never going to be able to be the creative that I was again because my feelings had gone away entirely Uh, yeah Yeah. and as a kid i used to write uh extensively with my like you know hand and i would do beautiful cursive and everything like that but you know when that happened i was over here remembering like oh crap i remember those good old days when i used to use my cursive and it was just beautiful but then boom you couldn't do it and you're like oh shit yeah (laughs) you know so that was fun fun. but you know I'm through it now, and I can use my right hand again, so we oh good.
2: My, oh, man. That's <laughs> crazy. Right. I, didn't, I didn't know that either. Yeah. yeah. yeah
0: right so looking yeah, strong. Yeah, we good. We good. <laughs> Getting back <laughs> to working out and everything, so, you know, hey, we, we good yeah. to go. But, yeah, you know, now you guys know a little bit more about me. <laughs> so, yeah. hey, uh, I think I'll leave that in there, too. I think that's an yeah, excellent uh, oh, podcast yeah. edition. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, let's see. I want to make sure I get all these questions pretty much covered. I've done a pretty really? good job. Um, but... Ooh, actually, this is a really good one because I think some of them we kind of already answered. I'm going to end on the vinyl guessing game because I did prep this and I'm super okay, excited cool. for that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um,
2: David has the, no clue about this. I did not oh, have, I know anyone. In this
0: yes, we're going to have fun with this. This could yeah. be oh, a lot God. of fun. Oh. But um, so this one's going to be, uh, how would you encourage people to do their creative work um, from the point of view of a musician? So how would you encourage somebody that, whether they do you know photography, whether they do filmmaking, I don't... Care whatever creative something they do. How would you encourage them uh, to continue to do things, even though things might be looking rough? In the instance that we said, you know, you get those rough days where you don't yeah. feel like you can sing anymore, or you know, days I can't design anymore. How would you encourage those people to uh, get out there and do things that they either are doing continuously to this day, or just haven't even you know taken that leap of faith and gotten into it yet?
1: Ooh, um, this is something that I think I've like. I don't want to say wrestled with, but I just thought about like how to stay, you know, even if I'm just thinking about encouraging myself, like, you know, what, you know, what type of self-talk does that look like? And I think at least for me, conceptualizing like what, like what it means to like do the work. And, you know, I hope this would ring true with someone else or find someone else would find value in this, but it's like, if, if you just wake up and do the work every day. Today, tomorrow, tomorrow's tomorrow, tomorrow's tomorrow, you know, just do it like that. It's every day you wake up, it's going to feel like you just did the same thing. It might, it might feel like I'm no better today than I was yesterday. That's probably true. But if you commit to doing the work and you look back in a month, in six months, in a year, that's where you're going to see the, the like progress so it's like almost have to tell people like work up the callus or like the like hardiness to say that like just on a daily basis you might not feel like you're making progress but just rest assured that in a year or maybe sooner maybe in a month you're, you're gonna look back and say holy shit you know i'm i'm 10 times the artist i used to be and like you know and that's that's a that's a little abstract but like that's the thing i find comfortable now is just like nose down to to the grindstone you know you might think you're only as good as you were yesterday but like
2: just give it time and then you're gonna look back and say holy shit i'm so much more than i used to be i think we we share that sentiment the like what is what do people say like creativity is like actually a muscle Mm -hmm. and that like you know if you're working out every day if you're trying to get a six-pack like yeah i work out today and then work out tomorrow and take a before picture and after picture day and tomorrow i'm not going to notice anything
1: yeah
2: but in a month, two months, a year, like, maybe yeah. I'll have that six pack if I do it every day. Yeah. So, hey, every day like, you might get
0: an eight pack at that point. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> but, but yeah, totally. Like, I, I think like that's, and I think that that's something that we, we both take pride in on, on creativity. It's just like working every day. And I know other people, I've heard people say, Oh, like I only work when I'm inspired. And maybe that's works for some people, but I think yeah. for me, and I, for you as well david it's like no we like you know if, if i don't go into the studio to work because i don't feel like it then maybe i'm missing out on something maybe yeah. if i walk in there the second i walk in there an idea is going to come or whatever yeah
1: yeah
0: yeah and i think the same goes for me as well you know some days i don't i don't have any graphic design ideas and then you know i'm just saying like hey let's let's try some stuff let's see if something manifests in the illustrator uh, file <laughs> not always oh, yeah. but you know sometimes you just got to try and even like for me like writing uh, as well you know sometimes like i really want to get like a bunch of writing done like i had a bunch of crazy dreams the night before and just want to get it out on paper or something like that but then you like get to the computer and you're like
1: this blank page <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah you just kind of much look much at more. it and you're like <laughs> yes. can i can yeah. i do
0: this yeah How, what what is the alphabet oh yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: yeah, yeah. I, I, I think beyond that too is just like not expecting everything you do to be the, the greatest thing you've ever done because if you yeah. only work to be to make the greatest mm-hmm. thing you've ever done like i heard an ed sheeran quote once that compared like songwriting to like um like a rusty pipe or something or dirty water like he's like you gotta have to, you gotta let, let all the dirty water run out to get to the clear water and oh if yeah, you turn yeah. on the tap i like that and you just be clear right off the bat then you know yeah you'll shut it off immediately
0: cool. yeah totally no that makes sense i dig that that's cool um <sighs> well I would love to figure out if there are any other types of things you would want to share, uh, with our audience, uh, about creativity, about being a musician, about your guys' experience in the band. Uh, is there anything you guys would love to just share with the, my limited audience? I know, but Hey, you know, it's, it's an audience.
1: (laughs) Uh, I would say like, I think there's a lot of people, um, that like, you don't have to, like, be, like, have, like, a pursuit of, like, to be, like, a professional musician or anything like that. But, like, if you're just curious about playing music, I would say 100% take a stab at it just because, like, it's been literally the most re- re- rewarding thing in my life, even just from, like, a personal side, not not like, not like a professional side, just, like, feeling that catharsis of, like, creating. So if someone is, like, interested in it, I would say 100% take a stab at it, you know? And, like, take a couple stabs. Like, that's what I did. I, I played a a uh, handful of instruments and quit them all before landing on something that made me feel like i was doing anything so i would just be in, like encouraging to like anyone who's curious
2: yeah and and on top of that too i think one of the as far as just creativity of a whole like one of the things that i always tell people that i love about being in a band is like obviously playing uh Playing on stage is a is a form of creative outlet. Writing songs is a form of creative outlet. But one of the cool things about being in a band is that is that it's not as singularly focused. You know, we we get to work on how, what we envision. We get to basically direct and produce music videos. We get to like think about how artwork looks. Think about like how we we like the branding of our band to be perceived. Like the the, my favorite thing about being in a band is that it kind of encompasses every form of creativity, not just singularly focused on songwriting or mm-hmm. singularly focused on performing. Like there's a hand in everything. And especially for, for our band, we're super involved with, with all of that.
0: Yeah, absolutely and I think that's uh that's perfectly uh explainable uh in regard to anyone that's uh doing any creative thing as well cuz you know like I do my creative company, you know, it's a, cre- a level creative studios, you know, yeah. I I I run a podcast as well, that's a different podcast. I got to make sure that brand is going fine. I got to make sure my collective studio brand is doing fine. I have to make sure my photos are still being recognized and getting tagged accordingly. I got to make sure my videos are being used accordingly and recommended to other people to get more clients, et cetera. So I absolutely understand that entire, entire process of being a uh, collective creative I guess is the yeah. right phrasing yeah. for it because you know you got to do a little bit of everything to ensure that you're doing really the best work because I think uh you know back in the day I think I really was like oh hey i want to be a photographer and then I realized you know you have to do a website to showcase your photography you have to do um a logo to represent your photography so people know who's doing the photography et cetera. so you know it all kind of just started to compile together and you're like boom hey i got all this stuff i have to do and then a lot of people realize realize that it might not be for them because there's too much to do but you know for the people that you know have that itch that's inside that you know you got a creative something something to do and you just can't fix it then Try something, try everything until you get something to kind of get you going at it. So I think that's a be- great way to do it. You're <laughs> here, here. This has been a Level Creative Studios production of the Level Up podcast hosted by Lachlan Quintana. If you'd like to hear more of our podcast and our productions, please visit our website, www.lvlcreativestudios.com. Thank you for listening. We hope you have taken your creativity to the next level. Thank you to all season three of the Level Up podcast and the fourth annual Locktoberfest sponsors. Pride Roofing and Construction, our proud presenting sponsor and host of our annual Headshot and Portrait Studio Night. Abbott and Wallace Distilling, our spirited title sponsor and host for the podcast release party. Mandy K Comedy, our showcase sponsor, making us remember what it's like to laugh. Talus for Longmont City Council at Large, our creator sponsor, who we've produced dozens of episodes of his show, The Savvy Entrepreneur with. Snarkingtons, our local shop sponsor, with sweet gifts and snarky treasures for you and your family to enjoy. Each episode is brought to you by Level Creative Studios and this season's presenting sponsor, Pride Roofing and Construction.